1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Mallor, here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I bet you're smart.
3: Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers.
4: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: We decided to pull out the penny here and uh, flip the penny to decide what our lead was going to be. We have scandal, 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 scandal everywhere you look. Now, these are basketball scandals, uh, if if you've not been listening, and I don't know how... You could have missed it if you've been engaged at all throughout the day, but there's two big stories, both of them involving pro bouncy ball. One of them popped up within the last couple of hours here, which is a really juicy. It's a really juicy story in more ways than one. Uh, But we flipped a penny, and the penny tells us that we'll start with the owner of the Suns and then bonus coverage. Back-to-back and belly-to-belly or depending on whatever position they were in, we will talk about the scandal involving the Boston Celtics coach. But we'll begin in the Valley of the Sun, and a story that we've been following for some time off and on, uh, and it has now reached its crescendo. Uh, and maybe you know about this or not, but the the, the owner, let me catch you caught up if you don't, the owner, Robert Sarver, of the uh, basketball team there, in Arizona, who over the last uh, couple of weeks, last couple of months, there was an investigation, and uh, he ends up getting tarred and feathered as a result of said investigation that he did some things he wasn't supposed to do at the office, workplace conduct. He said some words you can't say unless you're in a rap song or something like that. And so uh, he has begun the process of selling the Phoenix Suns, and I always like how these – News reports say, and the Phoenix Mercury. I'm sure there are people, people dying to get their hands on the, the Mercury of the WNBA, unless they're not. But it's all about the Suns here in our little world. That's where we, play the hits, my man, play the hits. And uh, that, that would be the NBA team. So Sarver issued a prepared statement on his way out. He hasn't sold the team yet. It takes a long time. You've got to get banks involved, lawyers involved, and all of that to cross the T's and dot the I's. So Sarver issues this statement. Saying, among other things, he believes in atonement and a path to forgiveness. Uh, he stated he expected the commissioner's one year suspension, he says, to provide time to focus, to make amends, and remove the controversy. Now, the statement continues here. This is what we call in the business the money quote. Uh, Starver said, uh, he said the following here. Starver said, quote, But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear, he stated, that is no longer possible. Talking about atonement and forgiveness, which has been this way for years. He, I guess he just got the memo. Uh, anyway, uh, whatever good he says he could have done or could still do is outweighed by things he has said in the past, and he went blah, 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 blah on that. So that's the key part of it. So let us discuss the question How was the NBA able to? convince, in air quotes, Robert Sarver to sell his basketball team. So my thoughts on this, you've got surgical, pizzeria, and blueprint. And we're going to tie all of these things together, and we are going to make a really, really shady robber baron is what we're going to make. And there's a lot of shady rich dudes who own sports teams. Now, A, uh, let's start with the commissioner, the man that looks like he's from another planet, somewhere outside our galaxy, Adam Silver. Adam Silver didn't have the rule of law on his side. The NBA bylaws did not allow him initially to force Robert Sarver to sell the team. There was that embarrassing uh, suspension, and uh, Silver came out, and hemmed and hawed with the media, there wasn't enough meat on the bone to force Robert Sarver to unload the Suns at that time. So, what has happened since then? The NBA decided to go to the underworld. They put a full court press on Sarver. He was bombarded from all sides. And Adam Silver, that sneaky little devil, helped facilitate this covert operation. It was a surgical takedown, sensory overload, overwhelming everything, touch, sight, hearing, smell, taste, all of it. You had big shots at the NBA ripping Sarver, executives, lots of bad press, bad press up the wazoo, big names, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and other woke NBA players who do not believe in atonement and forgiveness and the biggest ace in the hole. The corporate partners, when the corporate partners like PayPal start jumping overboard like rats off a sinking ship, it's turn at the last. The party's over. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. The sun has set in Arizona. Now, part B: Who is going to step up and buy the Suns? Well, the usual suspects are out there it is a pizzeria it's a pizzeria it's serving up thick crust as in the upper crust the one percenters are uh, they're everywhere right lots of bubbles oozing with dough sports teams we've learned this over the years sports teams are like uh, fine art it's like fine art it is a status symbol You get to brag to your friends at cocktail parties in the Hamptons and South Beach and other wonderful locations there uh, about owning a team and you can schmooze with other heavyweights and you have this great conversation start. If you're the COO of a tech company that does The inner workings of the internet, that's not really a great conversation starter. But if you own an NBA team, well, now, come on. Floodgates open up. And so the aristocrats are forming a line around the building. And these teams, they do not become available that often. Rare and appropriate. Rare and appropriate. And so you have a blank check in terms of money. The blue blood sports leagues. If you're ever able to get enough money to buy a team in a legacy sports league, we highly recommend it. If you've played Wall Street or real estate, you know that you can lose a lot of money doing that, the whole capital gains tax and all that. But buying a sports team professionally, one of the big sports leagues, is one of the few luxury items that you can invest in where you are guaranteed to make money year after year. They don't lose money. Sometimes they don't make as much as they expect, but they don't lose money. And the big payout is when you sell the team. So among the aristocrats being tossed around the echo chamber, Bob Iger, who was uh, the big shot with the Mickey Mouse boys over there at Disney. Uh, So you've got that. Larry Ellison of uh, Oracle fame. Steve Jobs' widow, Steve Jobs' uh, uh, wife, uh, who is, I guess, an owner in part of the Wizards, and uh, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy who's no longer allegedly the head of Amazon. But how about Artie Marino, the soon-to-be ex-Angels owner? He's from Arizona. He went to the University of Arizona. He could sell the Halos and then turn around and reinvest that money in an NBA team. Now, he was a terrible baseball owner, but if he's got the money, the NBA would gladly sell him the basketball team from Phoenix. But it doesn't really matter. Whoever gets the deed to the Suns will be paying a pretty penny. Robert Sarver can drown his sorrows on his way out, exit stage, right. He can drown his sorrows in a whole bunch of dead presidents, right? He paid $401 million. It's a lot of money in 2004 to buy the Phoenix basketball team. Now, financial gurus tell us that the Suns are going to fetch north of $2 billion when the deal is finally done. Talk about punishment. You're no longer allowed to hang out with the other socialites at basketball games. You're not one of the cool kids. So here's a check for a gazillion dollars, a nice, what is that, 400% return on investment at least? And it possible. it's possible that the Suns sell for even more than $2 billion. All right, last word here. So will this lead now to other owners kind of walking slowly and tiptoeing around? Uh, will this lead to other owners being forcefully removed from their professional sports league? So the answer to this is it's complicated. You have to go on a case-by-case basis. The NBA has laid out a blueprint. Will other sports leagues become the alter ego there and, 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 and take a page out of that? Will they take the blueprint and run with it? The big one here is the NFL. And many people are like, well, what about, what about Dan Snyder? How about Dan Snyder? And he's been a thorn in the side of the Washington football team fan base for decades there. There's a lot of dirt, a lot of dust. A lot of dust clouds around Dan Snyder. But my gut tells me that there are not enough votes on both sides of the aisle to have Dan Snyder get the NBA package of removal. Basketball used a multi-pronged attack. As we mentioned, executives, star players, corporate partners. The NFL had a hullabaloo a couple years ago with corporate partners bailing on the team that was known as the Redskins. So instead of forcing Snyder to sell the team, they just allowed a name change to pacify the wokesters in corporate America. But Dan Snyder kept the team, but there was no real pushback from any other big executives at the NFL. And certainly, as I remember, no star players in the NFL said that Dan Snyder should have to sell the team. Roger Goodell has been unwilling to attack his bosses and Adam Silver. Whether you agree with what he did or not, th- that is the third rail, my man. Because uh, these commissioners are beholden to the owners. They're the the ones that control the commissioner, the boss for Roger Goodell, the owner. And with shrapnel coming in from all sides, you have to be willing to throw that shrapnel around at the owners. NFL players, generally speaking, are not as rambunctious. When it comes to giving decrees on owners, selling teams, or being forced out as their NBA counterparts. And LeBron James, we know he's got a hot take on everything, of course, outside of China, Nike sweatshops, and a few other pieces of hypocrisy. But that's a a different story for another day. Choose from the full lineup of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
3: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't
4: seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to
2: complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... Dinger watch, ding, 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 dinger watch. Now, Aaron Judge is chasing legends of the game. But for many, he's only one home run away from tying the legitimate home run record, that of Roger Maris. A lot of those steroid sluggers of the 90s and the 2000s, the early 2000s, they are not considered legitimate. They're not kosher. Roger Maris Kosher. So Aaron Judge, who has not had any inkling of scandal around his name, he's chasing the non-steroid home run record. We've talked about that in previous episodes of the show. He's the talk of the town. So the Yankees kicked the Pittsburgh Pirates' booty in that game on Wednesday, 14-2. Now, how did Aaron Judge do? He had four at-bats. He was taken out for a pinch runner. He was two for four with a pair of doubles, But no homers, no homers. So he's still sitting on 60 round trippers. So we need to circle back, though, to that big fly on Tuesday. There are new details that have come out about the fan who gave back that magical memento. Now, if you didn't hear in the previous episode and you haven't been following along, and it's possible that you have other things going on In your life. So, the guy who got the special ball is a 20 year old college kid. His name's Michael. Uh, That's his name. He's from Port Chester in Westchester County. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it is a border town uh, with the state of Connecticut. So, there's a lot of money there in that part of uh, Westchester County and right on the Connecticut border. Uh, It's nicknamed the Gateway to New England. A fun fact about Port Chester. I bet you didn't know that unless you live there. Uh, so, this guy was wearing a gray road Yankee number 22 jersey, and he went to the game at the last minute and he ends up with the souvenir of souvenirs, only to toss it back like he was catching a fish in the ocean in the Atlantic, and he tossed it back. He did. All right. So, let us discuss the question. What is the lesson from the Yankees fan giving the historic home run ball back? So my views on this, you've got training video, cooling off, and McMillions. And we'll combine all of these things together, and we will make a street pretzel. When cooked properly, a street pretzel is one of life's great joys. When not cooked properly... You can use it to break into a car. All right, so first of all, when the Yankee security team comes to speak with you, whoever you might be, mystery person, player, or fan X, we'll call you fan X, when security comes over to you, here's what you do. Okay, You hand them a card, and on that card is the number for your attorney. What's that? You don't have an attorney? Okay. Your new attorney is Jackie Childs or Sal Goodman. Either one of them is fine. Just put that down. Put something down on the paper. Doesn't matter what. And then you go into another room and you slam the door shut. And you can figure it out all later. Uh, But This is a teachable moment. It is a public service announcement. You listen to overnight radio, you hear a lot of public service announcements. Don't drink and drive. They'll see you before you see them. But let's use this as a training video, or in this case, a training audio feature on how to handle this situation. Don't be the 20-year-old Schmendrick who handed the ball back. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Another Gen Z guy who picks the experience over things. Things like money, 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 lots of money. All right, now secondly. You're not that what, guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. That's right. What needs to happen after the next Aaron Judge home run? We're less than two weeks left in the baseball season. We're coming down the home stretch, and things are getting cranked up here. So what needs to happen after the next Aaron Judge historic dinger? There needs to be a cooling-off period. And I'm using the bully pulpit behind the powerful microphones right here of Fox Sports Radio. I am using this bully pulpit to recommend a cooling off period. Now, back in the day when I covered locker rooms, there was a 10 to 15 minute period when a game ended where the media was not allowed to enter the locker room. So just like the players, the players get a little bit of time before the locker rooms and the clubhouses open up, before the media comes in there, it gives them enough time to run to hide in the food room or the shower so they don't have to deal with the media. So the fan who gets the next Aaron Judge home run and the one after that should be gifted the same courtesy where they have a cooling off period. This kid got swept up with the dopamine hit that he got. He had won the Battle Royale, the dog pile for this prized cowhide, and immediately he, surrounded by these goons, He's swept up in the moment. He's dragged in the bowels of Yankee Stadium, and he hands over the ball. Yeah, sounds like he's a hardcore Yankee lap dog. A dog. I'm not against being a lap dog for your team. That's all great. But this kid uh, made all of us fans look look bad. Miss look like idiots. The Yankees. Last I checked, it, maybe I'm wrong on this. You can correct me. The Yankees are not a charitable organization, right? We are talking about a for profit conglomerate last they did the reporting the yankees are said to be worth over seven billion dollars that if the the steinbrenner clan ever sold the yankees they'd get a, upwards of seven billion aaron judge who's making a fair amount of money this year is about to win the new york lottery or the california lottery or pick your state the texas lottery the florida lottery He's going to get one of those $300 or $400 million contracts this offseason. What I'm trying to say, to put it differently here, is they can afford to take care of you. And if you don't want to put that magical ball up for auction at Sotheby's, you could have squeezed the Yankees for a better deal. You could have gotten season tickets for at least a year, maybe a couple years, maybe free food for the rest of your life. How about a luxury box for the playoffs? A trip to spring training, all expenses paid. But instead, this Mama Luke took the suckers package. Here's what this guy got, just to to remind you. This young guy, 20-year-old guy, still learning the rules of the world. He got signed balls and a group photo with Aaron Judge. He also got... A signed bat, a handshake, and a one-on-one photo opportunity with Aaron Judge. That was a quick meet and greet with uh, with Judge. So it sounds like something you would get if you went to a baseball card show, a sports collectibles show. whoop the All right, now, final thought. How much are we talking about when it comes to the price point for these historic home runs? How much are these historic balls worth? So think of this as a press-your-luck situation with a twist. That great game show from back in the day, big money, big money, no whammies, no whammies, stop. But on this version, there are no whammies. You're guaranteed of having no whammies. It's similar to that docu-series that I watched a couple years ago, McMillions. I don't know if you ever saw it, but if you're a fan of documentaries, I highly recommend it. So in that documentary series, it was about the McDonald's Monopoly game. And it was what's known as a rigged game. The a security guy was cutting deals. He was handing people, random people, with the mob involved, allegedly. Uh, I don't think we have to say allegedly. I think there were convictions in that. But anyway, this guy was handing the winning Monopoly pieces to people and then getting a share of the winning. Well, you got to be like Rambo to fight for the ball. Because it is a mosh pit. So you have to survive the mosh pit. That's the first thing you have to do as a baseball fan involving Aaron Judge. But the second thing is, once you grab that four-bagger, that ball, you got to hold that thing like you've never squeezed anything more in your life. Okay, you got to squeeze, 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 squeeze. And then you get the bag. You get the bag of paper. That's the million-dollar winning game piece. That's not quite a million dollars, but this 60th home run ball, the one the guy gave back for a meet-and-greet and and a photo op with Aaron Judge, is said to be worth, at the very minimum, if Judge hits 10 more home runs and gets to 70 or over 70, that that ball will be worth $50,000 at the very little, at the very little end of the, the, the pay scale and could be upwards of $500,000. Hello? Now, I don't care if you're a rich kid from Westchester County and you come from money. What are you doing? All right, seriously, what are you doing? And keep in mind that home run uh, number 61 and number 62 are going to be worth even more. It is up, 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 and away is what it is.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike carmen. I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football
2: podcast called I Want Your Flex
0: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door Cinema Club.
2: Hey, Smaller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com. To get started, not sure where to begin, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days. But
3: I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with the Seven every weekday. So follow the Seven right now.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
1: We were given the
2: gift of a scandal just before we cracked the microphones here at Fox Sports Radio. The Boston Celtics involved in a scandal. If you're just turning on the radio, you're like, what is this all about? Uh, Let me explain the basics real quick, then we'll get into the monologue, which is football-related. But Ime Udoka, the Celtic coach, it has been reported here by Woj and Shams that he was uh, having some hanky-panky at the office, and had uh, an illicit relationship with an underling that violated the Celtic Code of Conduct, and Ime Yudoka is going to be suspended. We'll find out more once business hours. It's not quite business hours yet, but once people get into the office and there'll be some kind of announcement, uh, likely early in the day on what kind of punishment, but the possibility that Ime Yudoka will sit out the entire upcoming NBA season, which begins like next week. Teams start reporting to training camp. The Celtics will start showing up to training camp. So a a wild story, a story that has legs and other body parts apparently involving Ime Udoka and a uh, relationship with an underling whose photo is not hard to find. A female underling, there is only one on the Celtic staff, so it's not hard to use the process of elimination. But I digress. Our lead this hour does come from the home of Deep Dish Pizza. Dumpers! Uh, the story involving Justin Fields. There's another story that still alive and well. Now, you might remember we mentioned this in a previous edition of the show. Uh, But if you missed that, let me give you the thumbnail recap. So Justin Fields said after the loss to the Green Bay Packers that it hurts more in the locker room than it does for the Chicago fan. Uh, And that was a controversial statement that bounced around the echo chamber. And just to prove that I am not making that up, let's play the audio tape. Here is Justin Fields. This is what he said originally that raised some eyebrows. Does losing against this team, is it,
0: does it sting more because of the rivalry and you know, how much Bears fans want to win this game? Yeah. I mean, it, it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Um, I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So uh, just coming out with a disappointing loss like this, um, you know, it hurts. But, uh, you know, we just got to respond.
2: All right. So that was the answer. And questioning the Chicago fan and pointing how much it hurts. Of course, watching the Bears, it doesn't look like it hurts that much at all. Uh, not a five Beta Kappa move. So we fast forward now to uh, yesterday, and Justin Fields was, let's just say, singing from a different song sheet. He brought up the issue. The issue was brought up to him, vice versa. Well, let's go to the audio tape. Here's Justin Fields issuing a Mia culpa.
4: I was mad
0: after the game and I mean I I like to address this now to get everything cleared up but you know there was a thing that I said on Sunday after the game where I said you know um, the fans don't put in work you know first off I was frustrated after the game so you know number one I didn't want to (laughs) come and talk to you guys Um, I wasn't in the mood to come and talk to you guys so um, you know I should have did a
2: better job explaining what I meant by that but um, what I meant by that was I'm talking about work you know regarding the game on Sunday winning the game you know I don't know any fans I don't know what they're doing in their personal lives um and I respect every fan that we have I'm you know glad that we have fans so you know I would never disrespect you know anybody on what they do or what they love to do you know it came off like that and of course you know some social media outlets they you know quoted my quote and you know they got a big buzz out of it so uh, of course they did a great job doing that and of course social media is going to do that but yeah I just wanted to clear that up all right so he's like somehow this is social media's problem so all right let's discuss the question uh, why, why this about phase, this 180-degree turn from Justin Fields as he attempts to clear this up? So I've got tap, tap, spooky, and horse and buggy. And we will combine all of these things together, and that will be the foundation of this Maller monologue. So to kick off here, we knew right away when we heard that audio, Justin Fields was in boiling hot water. He said the thing you can't say at the time you can't say it. The Bears had just taken it in the shorts yet again against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The cheeseheads were smiling, and the Bears fans were crying. And it's, it's like a broken record when the Bears and Packers get together. Now, for some reason, I thought things would be different, and they would have been from a gambling standpoint ifs and buts were candy and nuts and Justin Fields had gotten in the end zone in that uh, drive in the fourth quarter. But I digress. The, The same tune has been played twice in NFL season when the team from Wisconsin plays the team from Illinois. Now, is it true that Justin Fields broke the cardinal rule of the industrial complex of sports? And I'm nodding my head, yes, you can rip the coaches. You can rip your teammates. You can rip ownership. You can take pot shots of the media. All of it is fair game. But you don't dare question the passion, the dedication of the fan. That's the customer. That is a bridge to nowhere. And Justin Fields did just that. We play the audio as we understand it. That led to some upheaval among higher-ups with the Bears, which eventually turned into a tap-tap on the shoulder. Uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, Justin. We, uh, we got a little situation here. Uh, there's some people who are in management that don't like what you did there. Can you pull out the mop and the bleach? Can you scrub a dub-dub? Can you clean up the spill on aisle four? Sanitize the situation. Give out the mea culpa. Can you do that? And he did. All right, now furthermore, will this quote have life down the line for the Bears quarterback? Is this just a one-day story or a two-day story, and then it goes away and that's it? Uh, Justin Fields, I'll give you the answer to that. Justin Fields is sitting at the typewriter. He's old school. He's got the typewriter. He's the one who's typing out the story. And we are at a fork in the road. You don't get a long stretch of time as the man at quarterback. And Justin Fields was drafted relatively high. He did not play well last season. He is not playing well right now. Uh, So life comes at you fast. And so I mentioned we're, we're at a fork in the road at a tipping point. If Fields improves and actually becomes the franchise quarterback that the draft nerd said he was going to be, in that dimension, this episode is just a footnote. Growing pains to greatness and they'll bring this up and say you remember when Justin Field said the thing he wasn't supposed to say oh isn't that funny look at him now but should Justin continue to go down the highway to hell uh, this can and will be used against him spooky it's going to haunt him right not only is he a bum the guy's a bum on the field but he's also obtuse often It is a troubling sign that Justin Fields implied that social media was the fall guy. The guy's a bum. A bad public speaker blames the megaphone. This quote was not twisted around. It was not taken out of context. It wasn't some kind of weird deep fake. You said it. We played the audio tape. We included the question. There's no miscommunication here. Word for word. And you've got the chutzpah to say, wow, well, it's that social media. And also talking about, oh, I didn't want to talk to the media. Well, what is that about? I understand it, it's part of your job. Like, you only want to talk to the media when you win? That makes you a show pony. That makes you a front runner. And by the way, you're not back in college anymore. You're in the NFL, and you haven't won diddly squat, Mr. Fields, in the NFL. All right, parting shot. So what the heck is going on with this Chicago passing offense. So they went out and hired a defensive guy, Matt uh, Eberflus, the Indianapolis assistant, who is pretty obvious. Does not trust his quarterback in the Windy City. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's very straightforward here. The Bears are taking offensive football back to the horse and buggy days. The forward pass is verboten. Chicago, they won somehow, someway that rain game at Soldier Field to open the season against the Niners, and that's partially because of the weather and also that Trey Lance was equally terrible before he broke his ankle for the 49ers. But the Bears' passing attack is so bad. How bad is it? It's obscene. Uh, And Fields is the 30th-ranked passer in the league. It's amazing he's not worse than that. He's averaging uh, 14 pass attempts per game. Dead last by a country mile. And Justin Fields is a milk carton kind of quarterback. He's in the witness protection program, whatever you want to say there. Uh, He's missing in action. Eberflus, the coach, he does not even trust the quarterback to run a rudimentary offense. I'm talking about those dump-off passes, the screens, the crossing routes. He won't even run those most of the time for Chicago uh, so they have to decide what they want to do. This is a season where the Bears are not going to make the playoffs. They're not a not a good roster. So you got to release the Kraken and find out what you have. Let him throw the ball. And if he sucks, you'll know. And maybe he'll get better, Justin Fields, by the end of the year. But what the Bears are doing doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help Fields. It certainly doesn't help the Bears because they're playing hide-and-seek with a quarterback. It's a misguided strategy in Chicago. It really is. All right, you know it's not misguided. It's Benny versus the Penny, the Thursday night special, and strike up the band there, Roberto. Here we go right now. Let's do it.
4: Yeah. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Malor mayhem? Yeah. It's time now with the Penny versus the Penny.
2: Been around for many years, Penny versus the Penny, and it's now on the podcast every Friday. If you like this kind of marginal handicapping, you can hear it every Friday. All the games, but... On the radio here on Thursdays. We just do the Thursday night game. This portion of the Ben Maller show made possible by our friends at Discover Card. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean talk about amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. So let's get right to it. Thursday night football, Pittsburgh, one and one. At Cleveland, they are one and one. It's on the Amazon with Al Michaels and Kirk Street. The Browns opened a three-point favorite. They are currently a four-point favorite. I have seen some four-and-a-half lines as well, but I've got it at four right now. So minus four for the Browns at home. And what about the handle, the money on this game? Almost 70% of the cash. The public loves Pittsburgh. The wise guys, they call them the Sharps, appear to be on Cleveland the weather tonight in Cleveland, temperatures in the high 50s at kickoff at First Energy Stadium, and the wind will be howling. You want a fun fact? I'll give you a fun fact. Last 35 games, going back to 2020, the Steelers are 0-6-1 straight up when T.J. Watt is inactive or plays less than 50% of the defensive snaps. When he is active and plays... More than fifty percent of the defensive snaps, the Brown, the, uh, the Steelers rather, are twenty-two and six. So, oh, oh, six and one straight up, or twenty-two and six, based on when TJ Watt plays. By the way, spoiler alert: he's not playing uh, now. The Browns have not done well as a favorite. They're in fact winless in their last seven against the spread as a favorite. But the pick is in, and I'm taking the Browns. And here's why. Ghastly quarterback matchup. Jacoby Brissett is weak in the knees, but Mitch Trubisky is weak everywhere. Next level of suckage. Plus, it is going to be a windy night. Heavy wind gusts of 19 miles per hour expected in Cleveland. You parlay that with no T.J. Watt. The Steeler defense, while they've been good, they have not been particularly good at stopping the running game. Nick Chubb should have his way In this game, there's that bitter taste from losing to Joe Flacco last week. It's a quick turnaround. Pittsburgh has just two offensive touchdowns in two games. They can't run the ball. They can't seemingly throw the ball. I don't know what else there is. Browns 23 and the Steelers 13. And the penny picks. Flip the penny up. Lee, who's the penny picking? Lee's the penny at the last minute here. Who's the penny picking, Lee? Lee
1: picking the Browns here.
2: Well, not you, the Penny. Oh, the Penny. The The Penny picks the Browns. I don't care what you think. No, yeah. The Browns. All right, so we agree on that. So we both took the Browns. All right, good luck there to uh, you if you gamble. Check that out. Fox Sports Radio
4: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week.